A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Kaz, we were talking yesterday about children being anxious on planes and at airports, but it, it, it rung a chord with you for a different reason. You've come through an awful time with your children and anxiety. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, um, so my girls would have been always very confident. Um, they would have run into preschool first day, run into primary school, very independent little things, and then um, COVID kind of flicked a switch for us, and uh, my eldest one developed really bad anxiety. And How then old my youngest one. So they're now 10 and 8. So um, the eldest one would have been 8 when it started. Um, so we had, um, we were isolating, like really, really isolating because my mum had been diagnosed with a brain tumour. So oh. I was her carer. So we had to make sure that nothing happened, that nothing was transmitted, and that we really stayed away from everybody, you know. Um, so we had just lost my mother-in-law. So she had been sick for a couple of weeks. My husband was back and forth to the Netherlands. Yes. And then she got diagnosed on the Monday and she died the following Monday. So oh that was God. a quick, horrible shock. And then we lost his dad the January before the first lockdown. Oh, dear. So it was a lot of loss and it was a lot of grief. And my two are very social and we're a very tactile kind of family so like we hug all our friends like the kids get to like hug their friends a hundred times a day in school whatever and I remember the eldest one saying to me one time you know mummy it's so hard going into school because I've got so much hugs and they're all stuck in my body and I have nowhere to put them oh. and I'm saying you know you can you can hug us just not the same mum I'm hugging the same three people all the time you know so she kind of found the Was this because the restrictions in school didn't allow yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And because, you know, we were kind of making sure that we weren't, like, meeting up with people. Like, it was literally straight to school, straight home, and then you stayed in the house. Like, we we washed the legs off the poor dog. Um, <laughs> well, we'd have done that anyway, but we're here in Cove, so we have Marlowe Woods, and we have lovely faces to escape to, you know. But um, it was just, like, the isolation was really, really, really hard for her. And then me having to go up and down to mum's appointments and she would have had a couple of hiccups along the way. So I would have said, oh, I'll collect you from school. And the next thing, their dad was there to collect them from school, which is obviously great because their dad loves them and he's fantastic. But it was the me not being where I said I was going to be, whereas they would have been used to me always saying I'd be somewhere and being somewhere, you know. So that kind of made them insecure. And we had a couple of emergencies with mum and stuff. So they were starting to realise that, you know, things aren't as safe and secure as they once thought so she started to get really 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 bad anxiety <clears throat> and, like uh, how how did it affect her how did it manifest itself uh, really like um, scared if I wasn't within her eye line so my husband would travel quite regularly with work obviously that all stopped with Covid and he wasn't in the office he was working from home 
So there was always a parent in the house. Mm. So she was always with somebody. But if I wasn't in the house, when's mummy coming home? How, where's mum gone? How, how long was she know? And I'd say, like, I'd just pop over to the shop. I'd say, I'll be back in five minutes. Where's she buying? And how long is it going to take you? And if there's a queue, will you come home? And you just not buy your stuff? And all that. Like, the, the, the shop from my house is, like, a six-minute walk mm. or, like, a one-minute drive. Do you know what I mean? So it's not any kind of a distance or... <clears throat> like if I was going to a hospital appointment with my mum, which hospital are you going to? Um, will you be seen straight away or do you have to wait for a bit? What if Granny needs more tests? What if this? What if that? What if the next thing? Do you have to go back to Granny's house afterwards? Are you going to make sure Granny eats? All this kind of stuff, you know? And then, you know... I you know, Kaz, when, when a child is asking you questions like that, yeah. can you answer them or is there any way you can try to answer them? What did you do? Um, you just try to be as honest as possible. Like they were unfortunately familiar with death. So, you know, I was being asked, is Granny going to die? You know, and I would say, well, yes, at some point Granny will die, but I'm hoping it's not going to be anytime soon. Like we didn't actually realize things were as bad as they were, you know, for my mum. And um, then it's just a case of just trying to be as honest and as age appropriately honest as you can be, like not fobbing off like, oh, don't worry about that. Like their fears need to be validated. They need to know that you've heard them. Mm. You know, and that you're that you're taking their fears seriously. But at the same time, you're very constrained then because you're torn between wanting to be there for the kids and then like you have to bring somebody to their radiation appointments. Like you can't just kinda of go, Oh look, the kids aren't feeling great today, they're a bit sad, I can't bring do you know what I mean? Sure. So you're kind of you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So <clears throat> when we started opening society up again then um people started going out a bit more and then birthday parties started to reappear and she's really, my, my, both of my girls, but it started with my eldest and she's like super social. She's the kid that if a new kid comes to school, they're sat next to her. Do that kind of way? So yeah. she can kind of bring them into the fold kind of thing. So, and I was just saying it to my husband last night how it's come full circle. So there's one girl in her class and her birthday party is next week and this time last year she had invited my girl to her birthday party and it was going to be in her house there was only going to be four children at the birthday party and <clears throat> it was down in y'all and she wouldn't go unless I sat in my car outside that house for the entirety of the party wow she needed me to be outside the house so I said if that's what you need if you want to go then I'll go because my husband was home with the other little girls so I said that's fine and then the parents even though she was with her friends in a safe yeah. place very safe place. She she had met the parents before. They're fantastic people. The, the All the kids that were at the... All the kids. All the four kids who would be at the party, she gets on brilliantly with all of them. Like, there was no fear of, like, being bullied or being left out mm. or anything like that. It was just, I have to be able to look out the window and see you. So the parents spotted me and they were like, do you ever come in? Like, just come in. So I was there for the whole party as well. Like, but but very, you're probably frantic as well, wondering what what's going on with my child? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Like it was a complete 180 degrees turnaround in personality, you know, like they've, they've in all of their, like they went to Wallaroo's preschool and they would have all like, the teachers always said, God, you know, the girls are so happy, like happy and confident is always how people describe my two kids, happy and confident, you know. And so like this was a shell of who she used to be. And um, that same girl now, her birthday party is next week. And I said to my eldest, I said, you know, are you okay to go? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, do you need me to wait? And she goes, God, no, Mum, drive back home to Cove, the grant. Good, good. Well, that's no. good. That's good. Totally. But it got it got worse, didn't it, Kaz? I mean, like, uh, your, your mum 
But did your mum pass away? Yeah, we lost mum in August. Sorry yeah. to hear that. And that didn't, that obviously was worse for the children as well, was it? That was, that was awful because they were very, very close to her. And they would, like, a Tuesday was Granny's Day in our house. Mm. So Granny would always get them an ice cream on a Tuesday. So we still get an ice cream on Tuesdays and we cheers it up to Granny. And, sure. You know, it's, it's yeah. So my girls would have been very close to her, like, and it was really, mum got moved into Marymount in, um, June and I know everybody says that you can't praise Mary Mount enough but honestly you actually can't no like, you can't just, can you they're yeah. angels walking like they're just unbelievable and mum was up in St. Christopher's Ward and they just they could not do enough for her um, but that's when my youngest her anxiety really started to kick in and I have to admit we kind of concluded in the first week or two we kind of thought oh she's just looking for a bit of attention now because the other one got it yeah. You know, but but I was wrong. Like, you know, when I've apologised to her since, I was kind of, I said, you know, I honestly thought that you were just kind of putting it on. And she was like, Mom. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Grown ups get it wrong too sometimes. But my eldest was, like, actually what made a huge difference to my eldest last year was her teacher. She was in fourth class last year. And she had, well, we're very blessed with the teachers that we have in our school anyway, but her teacher was just amazing because she said to me that even if she went to photocopy pages for the class, she would have to bring my eldest with her. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because otherwise my eldest would run into the next classroom so that she could be with an adult, so she could feel safe. That's a very troubled little kid. Yeah, yeah. And it was just because I was trying to think what else could be causing it. Like, has something happened? Has something hurt her? Has something frightened her? Of course, every nightmare scenario has gone through your head. Exactly, exactly. You know, you I, lose, I bet you lost sleep, did you, Cass? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I brought her in for counselling and everything, you know, and she was given, you know, and the counsellor was like, I really, I don't see any markers or any signs that, you know, because they're trained to pick up on stuff that you as a parent won't necessarily yeah. if something, you know, untoward has happened. You're, you're thinking the worst. You're thinking, did Absolutely. someone hurt my little girl? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But, um, and you know, it, 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 and, but the difference in her now is unbelievable. And my youngest, we so we, we started going, so the reason I got in touch with you was to tell you about this guy, Michael in Glenmire, <coughs> who runs the Mind Bodies Clinic. So my youngest was really um, stuck with her anxiety as well. It kind of, it really, really got bad once mum moved into Marymount. Yeah. And I said, you know, like, they're eight and they're ten now and this is not the life that I want for them. And the two of them had just become completely different kids, totally, you know, afraid of me. Like I was saying to Emer that um, my eight-year-old would even follow me into the loo. Like I couldn't go to the toilet on my own. She'd have to stand in the bathroom with me and make sure that I was okay. 
you know, and it was all the fear was centered around me, something happening to me. Um, they're very aware of mortality now, you know, um, and they would have been used to their well, guard being. They'd lost here what? There. Was it two, two or three grandparents? They lost their last three. So my my dad was died when I was twelve, so they never met him. So they lost all three of their grandparents in the space of three years. And their dog, I think. And then we lost the family dog in June, and then we just thought that was going to break us completely. Now we've gotten another rescue since. Yeah. she saved us. <laughs> so the obviously what's going on here, Kaz, is they're terrified that Mammy will be next. Yeah, yeah. They're very worried. Or they were very worried to be away from me. Um, they see me as their safety zone. If anything happens, that I can give them the safety. This is all what's come out in counselling and stuff. Right. Um, and um, that they kind of feel... Which is weird because they would have been so well-equipped like they can handle... And they're very aware of who they are as people... So they're not the kind of kids that can be easily bullied and they would be the kind of kids that yeah. would stand up if they saw somebody You sound, bullied. from the way you talk to me, that you built them up that way. You built them very carefully to be strong, resilient young kids and, and yet yeah. all of a sudden that's gone and that's yeah. terrifying for everybody. How did you discover this clinic then? Pure fluke. Um, I was talking to my neighbour. I had mentioned about the kids and the anxiety and stuff and she had mentioned that her husband had anxiety as well and that he had been to this place and that it had changed him and that was grand so I took the number and I said yeah I look into that and then things kind of came to a head with mum and I did nothing about it and then a couple of weeks back I got into I was saying to her look is there any chance you could give me that number again because um, I don't know where I've put it so I rang and I spoke to him and he said well look because it's for the kids he said why don't you come on away in and I'll show you what happened you come in by yourself I'll talk you through the therapy and if you think it's something that will work for the kids then we can make an appointment. Like, But there was no hard sell, there was no push, there was mm. no obligation kind of a thing. So for adults, you listen to relaxing music and kids get to watch a cartoon or a movie. So the way I explained it to the kids when I was telling them about it is if we're walking down Marlowe Woods, you know that there's a path because everybody walks the path, the path has been worn. But every now and again, you'll see that somebody has made a path through part of the grass. And that's not the regular path that people take. So when you have anxiety, your brain starts to walk down the regular path. But then your anxious thoughts bring it over to the kind of second path. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, do. it does. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're then, torn between what's the right thing to do. Yeah. And then your brain gets used to being on the second path. And so it wears that down. So that then becomes your regular path. But you're actually on an anxious path rather than on the regular path. So anxiety becomes normal. Yes. And so the technology that he has picks up on what they call turbulence in your brain waves. So it, it recognizes that your brain is going to the second path. And so it gives you a little kind of a sound. It's like, you know, of the old records and how they'd have a bit of static. Yeah. So that's what it sounds like. And when your brain hears that static, it jumps from the second path back onto the main path. So for me, I was listening to classical music, and every now and again I'd hear a little bit of static, and that was it. And for the kids, they go in, they watch Harry Potter movies. Okay. So they'll be watching Harry Potter, and every now and again they'll hear static. And that's literally the treatment. The results speak for themselves, I think. Absolutely. Like, I've got my kids back and we've only had six sessions. And I have both of my kids back completely. Um, like yesterday now, the youngest one, I was dropping her off to musical theatre class in the Middleton. 
she got out of the car in the car park in Market Green. She went up the stairs to herself straight in. Like, that would have never happened, even four weeks ago. Crikey. Like, I had to walk her to the door. I had to wait until she hugged in. She had to be able to turn around and wave at me. She had to be able to run to the window and look out and see me sitting in the car park in my car. Wow. Do you know? So have you, in the course of the few weeks, have you gotten to the bottom of where all this was coming from? Or was it just a kind of a culmination of losing three grandparents and a dog and being isolated and frightened and all that? Is that what it was? Well, from the counselling that we've done, we haven't been able to pinpoint anything other than an awful lot of bereavement and the isolation. Yeah. That's the only thing that we've been able to pinpoint it to. And the girls have coping strategies and they got tools that they were using, you know, to help them. And it was kind of helping them to calm down a bit when they did get scared or when they did get anxious. But this, like, they don't even think about situations now. It's like, it's, I can't even explain how quick and how huge the change has been in the kids. On the contrary, I think you've explained it very well. Thank you. <laughs> I think you have. Because it's a remarkable uh, transformation in a matter of weeks from a situation yeah. that must have been terribly frightening for you yeah. and for your husband as, as parents. I'm, I'm delighted you called us. And if we can direct anybody towards that clinic or if anybody else has been there, then they can call us. And thanks for being with me today. No bother. Thank you too, PJ. Corks 96 FM.